at the age around of 25, I had a dear friend who passed away. I was actually sitting in my living room in my apartment. I think I was painting. And suddenly I saw her in my mind's eye. I saw her and I heard her very clearly. I was feeling, you know, upset or whatever. I saw her on a train and she was going one way and I was going on, going to catch a different train. I wanted to go with her. And she said, I'm with you. I'm around you, but you can't know this right now. You can't be on this train right now, but I will visit you and I'll be around you through your life. Welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. My name is Tina Conroy. I am so grateful you are here. If you have found me, you are a seeker of spiritual growth. I honor your journey. Thank you for listening. Today on the podcast, I have the pleasure of speaking with Nicole Lindy. Nicole is a psychic medium and artist. We had such a candid, interesting, and fun conversation. Nicole brings us back to her childhood. She brings us back to how this all began and her awakening. She also talks a lot about trust. Trust is the key for Nicole. She shares how trust is so important as a medium and as a person in general to trust yourself and trust your spirit. Nicole speaks about her beautiful oracle cards and the few decks that she has created, how that is a place where she feels the most connected and divinely guided. And I have to say, they're just amazingly beautiful. I have had the pleasure of having a mediumship reading with Nicole, and I can tell you it was profound, evidential, and extremely healing. I will leave all her information below. You can contact Nicole at NicoleIntuitiveMedium.com. Also on Instagram, Nicole Intuitive Medium. You will not want to not connect with her. She's an amazing lady. I hope you enjoy. Namaste. Hi, Nicole. How are you today? Hi, good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you and to explore you with all my listeners and my community. Awesome. Thank you. So I always begin with going back in time. And if you can share your background, if you were brought up spiritual, religious, or both. Let's see. My dad, he was pretty much an atheist. So I had... And my parents were divorced. So I had that viewpoint. And he was very much into like science fiction though, but very, I would say, atheist. And my mom, uh, she grew up Catholic. And so I had a little bit of Catholic upbringing, although she then transformed more to just, I don't exactly know, um, I think Episcopalian, but she just kind of went, we went to church. We were sort of like (laughs) dropping off and going to church, like only on holidays. So it started up with going to like a little bit of CCD and then it went down to just basically holidays. So I had sort of a mixture. And did that impact your life as you grew up, as you, you know, went into your teens or even to college years or older years? I would say my dad's viewpoint influenced me a little bit more than my mom's. I'm not exactly sure why, but that did kind of impact me in terms of being turned off towards religion. And even a little bit with my mom's sort of the strict Catholic, um, you know, family 
that she grew up in that I just, you know, heard sort of, <laughs> you know, kind of bad stories about, you know, certain things. So I, I would say it sort of turned me off overall. But I always did, I always did believe, even though I was influenced by my dad's viewpoint, I always felt like there was some type of spirit world or, you know, God or um, bigger, you know, force around me. So that leads me to where we are today. But even before we go there, how did you connect with the spirit world? Or was this something that happened later in life? Or did it happen as a child? Like we hear that from a lot of mediums. So, Mm -hmm. and I I also want to speak about your, you being an artist and how that came about as well. Yeah. So uh, as a child, I was always uh, an observer. I was pretty much the quietest out of three girls, uh, middle child. And my mom said that I was the only one that had imaginary friends. And, you know, you do hear that, that from other mediums that possibly the imaginary friends were not so imaginary that they could have been, you know, spirits or, or whatnot. So I, um, that was something that stuck out. I was always very creative as a child. I was an observer. I liked to just, you know, very introverted. I also was very intuitive. Uh, I always just kind of like knew things. And I, I was very much reading people, even though I wasn't aware of it. Yeah, my creativity, I went to art school. I started having actually, I was, I had some depression in high school and like a lot of anxiety. And then when I went and started to go to art school, I was, you know, kind of got out of some of that. I was very sensitive, but then I also started to have like out of body experiences. So I would be like in the middle of, I remember very vividly in the middle of a drawing class and we were listening to him. Um, I think he was critiquing some of the drawings and I was standing sort of in the background of the classroom. And suddenly I was up above almost like bird's eye view of everything. And I panicked because, you know, that separation between like spirit and body, I had no idea what was going on. So that pulled me back in and uh, I felt like, you know, I was going to throw up or something. So he, he told me to go sit in the hallway. So I really had no idea what these, out-of-body experiences were. But I do believe it was sort of the beginning of this bigger spiritual awakening that was happening. So that happened a few times. Well, I love that. But I'm also what's coming to mind is the the creativity with the, you know, being an artist and an yeah. art school. So did you... And I, I guess just to give a little color, are you... Uh, do you use watercolor? Are you crayon? You know, what, what kind of... What kind of creativity artist. Currently, I've kind of been an explorer of all mediums and and everything. Um, But currently, I use mainly watercolor. Um, And so I did create a deck of Oracle cards recently, which is uh, it's called my Align deck. And it was a perfect way for me to marry. I feel like when we're creating, we're also getting downloads. We're also, you know, channeling in a certain way, um, more to the higher sort of self and the in the collective, it was a good way for me to kind of marry that creative side of me uh, with more of the spiritual development and the mediumship and psychic development. So a lot of the paintings that are in the deck are from different paintings that I've been doing, probably created like the last, within the last five years and just little snippets of them, um, which I feel like an image really goes along with a word. That's how that came about. It's so interesting to me because 
I have absolutely no background in that type of work. So when I look at anybody that can create and draw and paint, I, I've seen some of your decks on... And by the way, guys, as you're listening to this, you need to check her out on Instagram. What is your handle on Instagram again, Nicole? Uh, it's the same as Facebook. It's Nicole Intuitive Medium. So I know on one of your stories. So she's very active on her Instagram stories and her Instagram page. And I love one of the times... There's a few times that you've shown the deck and they're mesmerizing. They, they're truly... The, the, I could feel, you know, with the senses, we talk about the Claire's a lot. I can feel the image. I can clairsentiently feel the image. And oh, wow. so it brings me to a question. I know there are... And I hope I don't botch up the word, but I know there's a lot of artists that will say um, like spirit art or they use that term. Yeah. What, what Can you share a little bit about that? Or do you feel like that was your gateway in to spirit or that's where you get a lot of those downloads? Yeah. So I always, I, I, I definitely feel like that is kind of parallel, you know, with the spiritual development throughout my life. And I definitely feel like being an artist, you know, I, I don't know what it's like for someone who draws, you know, from um, like more realistic. I'm not sure, you know, if they're also getting like downloads, but I feel because when I, when I open up, it's almost like automatic writing. You know, I want to be just not thinking. I want to just be in the flow. I want, you know, using crown chakra, whatever. I just want um, spirit world to use me just in a different way. Did spirit use your paintings as a gateway into the spirit world? Or do you get the download when you do that? So did it... Do you think that... Like for me, I've spoken in the past that yoga was my gateway into Reiki, but Reiki was truly my gateway into the intuitive and mediumship world. And so... I always know now that if I didn't, I wasn't safe enough in the human existence yeah. to step into that work because I was afraid. Yes. So spirit gave me these little milestones. Like you can be a yoga teacher and then you can be a Reiki practitioner and you can also yes. continue that. And now we'll allow you to feel comfortable enough to step in. <laughs> That makes so much sense. And I and definitely that that explains exactly how I feel. Like um, if you just look at sort of the history of what I've been painting and how it's the images, and I definitely feel like and then you brought up the spirit art. So um, I know some people they view I, I never know if I should call my artwork spirit art, although I definitely feel like it is spirit art or psychic art from the spirit realm, because some people when I look at spirit art it's more like they are channeling a specific person. And then, you know, I'm not sure if it's the person that they're for the sitter or, or whatnot, but it's a, it's an actual, you know, realistic image of um, someone who has passed. Whereas mine is more, um, it's a little bit more abstract. So I'm not exactly sure, but I, I do consider it spirit art. I just, um, I'm not sure how it fits within the community if, if people would call it the same, you know, under the same category or not. Right. And so when we talk about the Claire's and my community has been listening to a lot of the podcasts regarding intuition and the Claire's that we speak about, what would you say? I know we as mediums have developed all of them to some degree and level. What would you say your strongest Claire is? So definitely, um, I thought my, my thought my strongest Claire was clairvoyance when I began. And I do think it is definitely one, one of my strong suits. But actually, I realized through developing that clairsentience is also a very strong one. And, and you know, we use that a lot when we create. You know, it's very much of a, of a feeling. 
And actually the image is almost second. It's almost the, the, the feeling kind of comes through you first and the, the flow. And then recently I have been developing more player audiently. And so that's kind of odd because when that opens, although I really enjoy it to hear things more player audiently, sometimes, as you know, um, other Claire's kind of almost shut down a little or something, or they, they're not quite as vivid because you're opening to something else. Yeah. I, it's funny like that because when you delve into the Claire's, I, I too feel that clairvoyant is my strongest. And, but then there's always that who's tied for first, second, third, and fourth, because I, I also, I actually think it's, this is going to sound so crazy, but you'll understand this with Reiki. I actually feel that clairsentient is my least. And I'm actually very lucky with that. And I'll tell you why. Because if I had my strong suit or my strongest clairvoyant, clairsentient, I don't think I could see as many people a week for for the Reiki work. I totally get that. Yes. And and I've seen a lot of, as I mentor a lot of Reiki uh, women in the Reiki mentorship program, if they feel all the time and they don't have a way to cleanse and clear, Mm -hmm. that work becomes very, very draining. So... Not that I don't feel because that sounds crazy. Yeah, no, no, I totally get it. It's almost like a protection, you know, from spirit. And I feel that way about the clear audience that's coming through. You know, I used to feel when a dad would come in, it would feel a certain way or feel when a grandma, but, uh, and sometimes I still do, but a lot of times now I'll, I'll just get dad, the word dad. I don't feel at first. So I think because I'm such an empath, you know, being an artist and, and, and sensitive, like I didn't even realize that, that how much I was soaking up and, and, you know, getting things through clairsentient that I do feel like it is kind of um, maybe dropping a little and having something else, you know, take the lead uh, as, as a way of, of, I don't know, protection or, or something like that, like you mentioned. Yeah. Interesting. So how did you get into all this mediumship? Because there's so much out there. Everybody wants to know for themselves, is this something you're born with? Are you special? Are you psychic? Did you see spirit at the edge of your bed? Do you see ghosts? Are you haunted? You know, and, and how each each person's story is different, like mine and yours. So can you share how you have become and do what you do now? Yeah. So I'll share a couple of main points. So as a child, I don't ever recall, except for the imaginary friends, ever, you know, seeing spirit, being aware of spirit or anything like that. Um, So I do feel like it was a very gradual thing that happened. At the age around of 25, I had a dear friend who passed away. I was actually sitting in my living room in my apartment. I think I was painting. And suddenly I saw her in my mind's eye. I saw her and I heard her very clearly I was cry- I was feeling, you know, upset or whatever. I saw her on a train and she was going one way and I was going on a going to catch a different train. And she told me very clearly, uh, I wanted to go with her and she said, I'm with you, I'm around you, but you can't know this right now. You can't be on this train right now. Um, but I will visit you and I'll be around you through your life. And so that stands out as very vivid. This was before, I didn't even know what mediumship was, to tell you the truth. When I was, I barely knew, I only knew a little bit about psychics. I, I really, I hadn't ever gone to a psychic. I hadn't gone to a medium. So that was my first real uh, spirit visitation. Shortly after, I had an experience where, um, you know, most of the time we see spirit, right? Like in our mind's eye or, um, but I actually saw 
a, which now I think might have been an angel because it was a very, very, very tall person that was, that I saw, uh, outside. So not in my mind's eye. And he was going into my bathroom and just disappeared in the apartment. So this is kind of interesting synchronistic, uh, synchronicity of events. So my friend passed, I had that spirit visitation. A few months later, I had that ghost in my apartment or ghost or angel, whatever we want to call it. I'm not sure what spirit it was. And then right after that, I was uh, supposed to meet a friend at a bar and I was with my husband and there was a man sitting there uh, doing cards. And again, I'd never had a reading, but I felt so drawn to him. So my husband's like, oh, just go get a reading, you know, whatever. So I, I sat down with him. And during the reading, I can't even remember what he said, but I, I expressed, I was telling him about the spirit that I'd seen in my apartment. And he was, you know, telling me, well, why don't you ask, you know, I'm sure it's someone who, uh, you know, just, just wants to talk to you. He didn't believe in, you know, evil spirits or anything like that. He just, you know, see what the message is uh, along those lines. And meanwhile, when he was talking to me, I got this download of his birthday. And so I said, is your birthday March 16th? And he looked at me like, what? And he said, yes. How did you know that? And, and I said, well, you remind me of my grandma. And I didn't believe that it really was. I was like, show me your ID. So, so he showed me his ID and it was in fact that. And so he said, okay, you know, so you have some, some gifts. Would you like me to help you develop? And so I said, okay, you know, that, that'd be great. Meanwhile, I'm also trying to ask the spirit that I have seen in my apartment in my dreams when I go to sleep, you know, what's going on with that. I remember very vividly, the spirit came to me in my dream and he showed me almost like a super fast sequence of events, like um, all the animals on earth, all the, you know, fish in the sea, all the beautiful, you know, landscapes, um, all the people. And he said, so you see, we're all connected. This is, you know, the underlying force. This is the love. And then at the end of the um, dream, I saw like a glass door and he said, do you want to see what's on the other side? And I said, sure. But then as we got closer, I got scared and I was like, no, no, you know, I'm not ready and woke up. So shortly after that, I was in email with this tarot guy and I just, my fear came over me. So I wasn't able to develop at that time because I just basically shut down, shut everything off. And so that was around 25 to 26. Um, and it took me a good five years after to start to develop, to start to become more open to it. I was um, just kind of like numbing myself, not really, you know, but the thing is, is if you're meant to do this, it'll happen. It's either like you become self-destructive or, you know, you accept it, I feel. Um, And so fast forward to about, let's see, when I was about 31, 32, I started to have, you know, different people pass away. And um, in my mid-30s, I had four people die within five years in my family. And my dad passed away was the... And I'd already been starting to uh, kind of develop or, you know, slowly go towards that. Um, the last... I had a spirit... I remember... Uh, sorry if I'm getting long-winded. You can shut me up. <laughs> I, um, let's see. I think it was right before... A year before my dad passed. My grandma had passed. One of my grandmas. And she came to me in a spirit visitation dream. And she told me 
she kind of gave me the heads up of, you know, do you uh, want to, you know, develop? It was sort of that, that feeling again, that the tarot guy and, and, you know, I'll help you. I'm, I'm a guide. And the day after I had, keep in mind, I had never been to a mediumship reading. I had never seen a platform event on my Facebook. I had seen this uh, medium that was going to be in the town that I lived in at the time, the day after. And I just felt once again, super drawn to go. So I went and I sat by myself and I sat in the back of the, it was kind of like an auditorium and, um, you know, he was doing some readings and then who came through my grandma who I just had the dream about. And he, you know, gave me some messages and then he looked at me and he said, so you do this work? And I was like, no, you know, I was still really scared about it. And he said, well, you're very intuitive and I feel like you could, you know, develop and, you know, this is what they're showing me, blah, blah. So that was kind of the final, final nudge where I was like, okay, (laughs) you know, there's something here, something going on. I love that. And you know what? I love... I'm going to go back a little bit because there's a lot of people listening that are are intuitives, mediums, developing intuition, curious. And I want to say this to everybody because I get this all the time. So a lot of people, even me included for years, I have a mediumship friend, Tina Powers. We share the same name. She's out in, in Arizona. And years and years ago, I would say to her, but I see everything in my mind's eye. And she's like, yeah, that's what we see. And she said, yes, there are some times you can see outside your mind's eye, like an apparition, like you're seeing like a ghost or an angel, or we call it maybe some people say shadow figure. Yes. Say the majority of the work I do, and she does big group readings. She works at Miraval Resort. And she said, it's in your mind's eye. Yes. So I want everyone to know, because even when I teach intuition, I'll tell people... You know, close your eyes. What do you see? And they'll say nothing. And I, or they'll say, I see darkness. And I go, Congratulations, you see darkness. <laughs> yes, so yes. It's, it's, you are seeing something. So mm-hmm. I love that we're just breaking it down to simple terms because that bridge between developing and using our intuition and mediumship. So you're able to, you know, really share with the listeners that this is when you were painting and you saw your friend and you saw that image. That's what it's like. It's like this image yeah. in your in your mind. And then yes, yes, obviously you saw something outside. But that uh, was probably like one of maybe the only time I've seen an outside spirit. Right. Right. Me too. Yeah. I I will I made a pact. I'm I'm a scaredy cat. I've said this a lot. I sleep. So the other night my husband was on a business trip and when he's home, obviously if the door is closed and we sleep. But when he's not home, my door is ajar. I have the light coming into the door. The door can't be closed. And my my daughter said, why is your door open? I said, because I'm afraid of the dark. Daddy's not home. I mean, here I am at... I won't even say my age. I mean, that's the way <laughs> I, I feel. Yes. Can you understand? Can, isn't it crazy? It's crazy. Yes. That we- <laughs> yes. And I even go to the lengths of... Well, I don't really feel like I need to like protect myself anymore. But... When I first started developing, like really opening the the gates and really digging into the mediumship and, and the circles and everything, I actually felt the need to protect myself from kind of random spirits. Uh, I was getting a lot of just activity, and again, not outside, but like in my dreams or just you know quick little uh, images, feelings, you know, around. And um, so I did a lot of like, you know, closing up my aura, zipping up the sleeping bag before I go to bed, you know, intentions, you know, who do I want to connect with? Who do I not want to connect with? And after doing that for maybe, I don't know, three, three months or something, I rarely have to do that. It's not, 
you know, I feel like now um, you've set the intention, you know, with yourself and the spirit world and, and the boundaries. And some of that is too, just, I think in your own mind, when you're developing some of it, you know, because as we know, you know, spirit worlds is on a higher vibration. They're all about love and light, you know, they're not going to come scare you. But I, I, you know, I think some of that is in your own kind of separating when you're first really developing. Do you, do you connect with that at all? I do. I, I feel very similar. I don't feel when people come to me and say, you know, I'm afraid to develop my intuition or they'll talk about, you know, bad spirits or bad energy, you know, kind of like the movies, like there's bad stuff in my house or there's, um, I, you know, not apparitions, but you know, bad. Yeah, just, uh, yeah. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't entertain that. I always know that we have a body. So the boundary with spirit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I have the body, there is spirit, and this is my boundary. So I, and I, there's also, there's where there's light, there's darkness. So we can't deny the darkness. However, if you live in the light and you hold the light, then you are of the light. So I don't ask forth or bring forth anyone that's not of the light. And it's yes. similar. You, you just brought up this image. So I dream like you, very vivid, very clear. I can smell in my dreams. I can, all of that. There's a couple dreams that I can even think of right now that were very uncomfortable and even violent with spirit or just interesting yeah. stuff. But even that, they're so far and free between even now and that I always know that I'm in the light. I'm okay. I'm in light yeah. and I'm sharing light. Yes, I totally agree with you. And, you know, I've had a few um, of those, you know, but very small percentage compared to, you know, what could be. And even if you weren't developing your intuition and your mediumship, you have bad dreams anyway, (laughs) every once in a while, you know, just within your own, you know, subconscious and, you know, things going on in your life. So I don't feel like it's any more than that, you know. Right. So after all those experiences, you you knew this was the next step. So did you start out with friends and family or did you take a development route? How did you go about it? I took um, a lot of... I started with going to some meetup.com workshops around town. Portland has a lot of um, metaphysical... um, Just different groups and different workshops, different circles. Uh, So I started doing things like in my own town. Um, Intuitive workshops, uh, lucid dreaming... Um, psychic, mediumship, just whatever I, whatever seemed interesting. And then, but I was always more, you know, drawn towards the mediumship. And uh, let's see here. Then I, then I took some courses and, um, you know, Lindsay's course and I took both her courses. And I also took some psychic sit-ups by Allison Gannon. And um, just over the course of like, let's see, two years, I uh, was mainly practicing within uh, development circles and workshops and classes. And towards sort of the end of that two-year mark, I started to practice on a few friends. And it was actually Lindsay who was just like, okay, you're ready. You know, just so my first experience with professional people I didn't know was a psychic fair. So I just jumped right in. <laughs> I had like, you know, here's eight readings, <laughs> you know. So was, yeah. And I, you know, again, it goes to that, you know, trusting yourself you know, what's, you know, what's the difference at this point between doing this, you know, uh, in a circle or, you know, in a class versus, you know, for, for the public or, yeah. 
I agree. And the I have to say, everybody, so by the way, I'm going to leave all of Nicole's information. She we she did a reading for me and I was just like sitting there. Everything was so, so right on. But it was the validation that she gave me. And she not only brought through my grandmother, my grandfather, my uncle, who I haven't had a dream visitation in quite a while with, she was able to bring forth their persona, which was so great. It's so healing for me and their emotion. So I, I really thank you for that. So I'm going to leave all the information below and, and obviously go ahead and contact her. Um, you do phone readings as well? Yes, I do phone and video uh, readings as well as in person. Perfect. So let's go. Let's talk a little bit about that trust. So what, what do you want to share about trusting this and, okay. and just trusting yourself. So I think it goes into the fear that you were talking about with people coming to you. I want to develop my intuition, but I'm so afraid, you know, and I mean, hello, I basically, it took me a good 10 years. I mean, that's how much from that tarot guy and all that things that was happening until, you know, going um, professional, um, really digging into the workshops and everything that that was 10 years of being afraid of it. So, um, you know, what I want to share is now that I look at it, I'm like, what was I afraid of? <laughs> you know, I was, I had in my mind, some of that Hollywood stuff. There was that in combination with, am I going to go crazy? You know, I think that might be a valid fear people think of, you know, are you going to go like schizophrenia if you're always, you know, seeing spirit and getting things psychically? I, I you know, that was a fear that I had, you know, um, letting go, you know, um, being able to trust and let go and trust, you know, the spirit world, trust God, trust, you know, your, your angels, your guides, they will protect you. Um, and also trust yourself. And so that is the biggest thing that I've been learning through all this development and doing readings for people is to, uh, it's a very internal process. Don't, don't you think it's very, um, I do. I think it's very internal. I think it's, it's a learning process. I always say that we're constantly healing parts of ourselves and it's navigating and learning and how I am today and how different things come up today might be very different than three months ago or next or last year. And so we're constantly in a, in a, it's, it's, I it's love it. Too. It's yeah. never 100, you know, you could have like a straight, straight on, you know, getting just left and right things about, you know, evidentially for one person. And then the next day, you know, it's a little slower or, you know, it's maybe more of an intuitive, you know, reading. So, yeah, that, it kind of makes me uh, ask a question. So I know I've had this happen. And so when, we're going to call just for lack of terms as you're listening. So we're going to call the people that come to us sitters because that's usually the term we use. So in case you're like, why are they saying that? So if a sitter comes to you, um, well, I'll preface this. I've had in the past sitters that come to me that are just very closed down or they come in, either they're very closed down, very shut down, quiet, but also they come in with an expectation. I don't realize they're coming in with an expectation, but they've come in with an expectation. Mm -hmm. And I have a very hard time, if at all, to read them. And for me, my sign is I get a very visual sign and it's very clear. It's a um, stage with a very heavy uh, curtain and the curtain drops down. It drops down and there's darkness. That's so awesome. And it's It's scary. Exactly. And I... I don't get anything. And I'm literally fumbling my words. Nothing's coming out. And there's 
other sitters that it's flowing and it's it's coming through and there's intuitive as well as mediumship and deceased loved ones are coming through and the messages are just you know beautiful for the healing. Can you speak to that a little bit? So do you mean for the same person that you might get a pers- the same sitter? Oh no, okay. Um, so the, the so if a sitter is very closed off, um, you know, it, it, they probably have some fear around the reading as well. I think sometimes the sitter doesn't know what we're going to connect to. You know, I don't know like the ins and out of your brain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes I think it's like almost like they want they they want to connect, but they're also there's some kind of privacy thing in their mind as well as being fearful of the spirit world. Um, you know, we're not at all seeing all you know. <laughs> Um, God, you know, we can't, yeah, we only uh, receive, I feel like what's the highest good from the spirit world. And so when a person is really shut off, or when we're hearing a lot of no's from that person, or I don't understand, yes, it could easily shut the medium down, uh, I, you know, if, if we let it, um, because, or the connection with the spirit, because, um, you know, we don't know your person in spirit. So if I'm bringing through your, your dad and I'm getting a visual, you know, we get little pieces of it. So if I'm saying, oh, he's got, he's saying blue eyes and I see mustache. I feel like he's, you know, um, not, not super, um, tall, but you know, about average and, and a little bit slender. If you're saying no, 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 then I'm thinking, okay, well, I, then that's probably not your dad, but, but you know, does this man, somebody else. But, um, so one thing is as a medium, we have to trust with what we're, what we've been given. But when you're really shut off, sometimes you're not remembering. Sometimes you're getting more of sort of a psychic amnesia because you're so, uh, in your own head. You're not also, you have to let go to a degree so that you can bring forth those memories. They can flow because I've had that happen. And people email me later like, oh yeah, he, my dad actually did have blue eyes. Something specific <laughs> you would remember. And you're like, <laughs> why could you tell me that then? Yeah. And he did have a mustache, you know, because sometimes they come through as when they're like 40, not when, you know, they're, they're showing you kind of the progression of their life. So he did have a mustache when he, you know, from when I was younger, you know, and he was that built, but, you know, she might be thinking of him, uh, you know, when he was, you know, 65 or something, when he was, had put on some weight or what, whatnot. So I'm not sure if that answers the question, but... No, it does. And I think as you're talking about trust, it's that we have to, we as mediums are trusting spirit to give us what we get. So what yeah. we get is what we get. And for us to deliver the message and not hold back that message. And hopefully the sitter will trust in the experience, right? Yeah, so, it's a three-way conversation, right? Yes, absolutely. I love that. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah, it's between the sitter, the spirit world, or your spirit that the medium's connecting to, and the medium. And yeah. I love that. So anything else before we wrap up about trust or anything you want to share with your community, your listeners, and as we introduce you to the Intuitive Women community about mediumship, about your work, or just anything that's maybe pressing on your mind that you feel called to speak about? Um, I would just say that, you know, trust yourself. If you're feeling drawn towards developing your intuition, um, any of your healing, you know, gifts, um, because I believe we all have some sort of healing gift. um, And if you're being drawn towards that, or even mediumship, you know, give it, give it a go. Um, it's, you know, there's really nothing to fear, but fear itself is, is really, you know, the quote there, um, because it's, 
it can only, I feel like it can only enrich your life. And I do believe that, you know, self-development, um, paralleling your mediumship and intuitive development. I mean, I feel like it almost calls it. You almost have to go in there, you know, a little bit, you have to understand your own energy and the own energies that come up. And it's a very healing process. Uh, even if you've never become, you know, professional medium or professional intuitive or healer, just going through that development, if you're feeling guided to do that, it does help you trust yourself and it helps you heal certain traumas. Um, it can, you know, help you heal certain traumas um, and, you know, experiences throughout your, your life. I love that. Where can people find you, Nicole? Uh, so they can find me on um, Instagram or Facebook under Nicole Intuitive Medium or on my website, www.nicoleintuitive.com. Great. Well, I know we could talk forever and ever. And I'm so grateful to have met you in the Media Mastery Circle. And it's, it's such you. a great so time to, to share. Thank you so much for your time. And I will leave all the information for Nicole in the show notes, everybody, and go check her out. So... Have a beautiful day. It was so nice speaking with you. So nice talking to you too. Thank you so much, Tina. Have You're a welcome. Good day. You too. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you so very much for tuning in today. If you are looking to develop your intuition, I would love to be your guide. Let's chat. I have below a link where you can set up a 15-minute free call with me. Let's discuss if we're a fit to move forward. Intuition could be the key to unlocking so many things in your life, personally, professionally, and your purpose. I hope to connect with you soon. Have a beautiful day. Many blessings.